And I'm like, holy moly, I can see this. And maybe the parent can't because they're in the denial or whatever. But it, it would just make people feel more comfortable and better understand a situation sometimes if the parent would just let you know. It's been a minute since we've done an early one. Oh my gosh. I'm not good at the early morning podcast. I haven't seen this face in a long time. I know. I was thinking when I got out of bed. Oh no. Why, why are we doing this super, super early again? I just have a busy day. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good enough for me. So do you. We have too much stuff on top of each other all the time. So. Yeah. Well, the massive sports schedule kicked back in, so it's just crazy. Yes. Our daughter, Austin, had football practice last night. It started at 745. The, they cut the lights at 820. And well, I thought that was way too late anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you know what they did now, though? What? They're moving it to 4.45. Oh, which, my gosh. Which is way too early now. Most people work till 5. Uh, apparently not on this football team. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we're all in at 4.45. It's going to be blazing hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was just reading this article about the delay, and once you get diagnosed with autism, I don't know where I got this article. I'll have to look. This kid, they did this feature on this kid. He had to wait a year before he could get any therapies. Wow. That's how in-demand therapies are right now. I believe it. Yeah, a year. I mean, and you know, with autism, I, and I think, I, think, I think the kid's three. So that's like a crucial age that you want to start getting, you know. Very. That's Some scary. interventions. And st- I mean, listen, any age is crucial, but, you know, it's... Everything we've read, everything every, everything has been explained to us is the sooner they can get to this, the sooner they can start um, going through these therapies, whether it's speech or, you know, whatever, the, the higher the possibility of a better outcome, right? Right. I mean, I think Cal was able to start ABA therapy two weeks after being diagnosed. And during that process, he was still having speech twice a week. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the reason, reasons why we were like, you know, you work so hard to get all this stuff all set up and everything. And we're like, man, we can't leave here. Like, oh, yeah. Like, we're set. I mean, we've got everything we need, he needs, you know, like all the, even even like having um, the, the we, we Rock the Spectrum not far from here. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, the beach, the pool, all the stuff we've talked about, but all the, you know, different, like, like even this therapy center now. I mean, those things aren't like on every street. They're not like Starbucks. No, and I have to drive 20 minutes, but a lot of the really good stuff's in Tampa. But that's an hour driving. Like, things need to be more in this area, but, like, I feel bad for people in smaller areas where it's just they have to drive an hour. Tampa's so frustrating because you pull out of our neighborhood and there's a sign. And it says, Tampa, 26 miles. But then you're in the car and an hour and 20 minutes later and you're still not in Tampa. Yeah, you know I can't I mean? do it. I'm like, yeah. oh, that is the longest 26 miles you'll ever drive in your entire life. It really is. Um, but yeah, I was just reading that. And it's like, I think we talked before too. Like this is such an in-demand field for people to help like therapists and everything like that. It's it's like, I don't think people understand when you're 1 and 44, like what that means to the overall population. Like how many people that truly really is. Like when you have... 330 million people just in the United States. I'm not even talking about the world, just the United States. And you're talking about one in 44. I mean. Well, I told you when I had him at the park the other day, I was looking around because he was one in 44. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like looking at that number. Yeah. And then if there's more people than that, it's like, okay, well, there's another kid that is diagnosed, I'm sure, or needs to be. 
it's interesting. I had a really uh, fascinating slash interesting slash cool phone call yesterday with this guy, Joel, that I met on LinkedIn. Um, hope he doesn't mind me t- talking about that, but he, um, he has uh, a website. It's more than a website. I mean, he's got a whole channel, a whole portal called Autisable, and he's done really good work building it up and, and making great connections and, and connecting people and, and, and helping, you know, brands, products, services in the, in the autism community. But we were talking about the 1 in 44 because he's done some interviews with some really cool people, some people from the CDC and other, other places. And they're talking about the 1 in 44 because that study was done with 8-year-olds. And he was kind of like, okay, so what does that mean? Is it like, do I go into a room and there's 44 people and like, you know, one of them, you know, like how did it, you know, because the study was done on eight-year-olds, but then he was like, well, it's not like only eight-year-olds have autism. I mean, it's, it's, it's one in 44, but eight-year-olds turn into nine-year-olds and nine-year-olds turn into 10-year-olds. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just, it's, it's going to keep expanding and, and the issues and the, you know, I mean, I've, I've talked before, I've had articles and conversations with people where they call this a crisis, an epidemic I read a blog the other day that the guy said autism, the real pandemic. He was talking about when all of these kids who are, you know, diagnosed but aren't getting therapies or undiagnosed, you know, in 10 years, there's going to be a wave of these kids. And, yeah. he, and he called it the real pandemic. He's wait, wait till that's out there. And law enforcement has no idea, you know, how to, um, you know, when, when those lives intersect, you know, law enforcement and then autism with a meltdown. You know, what's that going to look like? What are the school systems going to look like when it's an overflow of autism and, and spectrum and everything like that? And I would say it's a good mixture of kids that are being diagnosed that maybe 60% of them are getting therapies and the other 40 aren't. Yeah. And I mean, I'm saying therapies, but maybe they're, they're still getting school therapies. But it, like I said before, it's different for outside therapies. So, yes, those therapists are needed and it's, they're only needed more. More and more lately. Yeah, it's um, and it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. I mean, we've <laughs> we've even like we have a babysitter because we have five kids, so we have a babysitter, and you know we try to try to get out the house, try to get out the house when we can at least once a week. And we've even told her we're like, hey, you should look in this ABA field, you know? Yeah. Um, you get in as an as an RBT, and you know, I mean, and she just has a great personality for it. You know, she's she's just she's kind and patient. And, you know, she just has that really. Uh, and she loves Cal. Cal's really connected to her. Yeah, she um, has connected with Cal. That's why we said it, which is really interesting because, you know, I mean, she just kind of showed up one day. He's like, hey, Allie's here to babysit. And he really was like there was no friction. It wasn't like a massive transition point where he felt, you know what I mean? No, they definitely connected. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty cool. But and he has to be watched very carefully, and I completely trust her. You know, that's a big thing. It's just the yeah. trust. It's the tr- it's just the trust because it's 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 he is going to test you, and if he if he senses any weakness, you know what I mean, any weakness, uh, it's it's on. Seriously, I mean, he's he a, can he's sense. A, he's a weakness. game player. He he's, is. He's an absolute. He did something the other day. I forget what it was, and I was like, oh, he's gaming you. He's he's gaming you. I know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but. Well, I'm saying. But he, he does it all the time. Yeah. He'll, he'll say something, but he doesn't really mean it. And then he'll try to get you to he'll try to get you to go along with something, you know, just so he can get his way. But it's obvious what he's doing, but he's really trying to talk you into it. Oh, he does that with food sometimes. Yeah. Like hot dog. 
Yeah. Then you're like, you really want a hot dog? Oh, yes. He went through that phase where he was singing the hot dog, hot dog, hot diggity dog song. So he yeah. wanted a hot dog. And then he'd get it. No. And he would throw it. I know. Um, Anyways, we were out the other day. And I saw this little girl. And now experiencing autism, like, I can spot it. Mm, that's bold of you to say. Well, that's how I feel. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I'm just saying it's, it's, it's interesting to get to that point where you're like, I know now what it looks like. But I'll tell you this: I was, um, we had our football evaluations, mm-hmm. and there was a kid there, and I'm like, oh boy, I, I just, because I was running the one set of drills, and he had a dad that was like, the dad was basically, the dad was. W- Almost more like an RBT, like a therapist. The he was like coaching him on like staying focused and, and and you know, no, don't run away, don't run away, come here, come here, you know that kind of thing. And it was like, it was it was tough to maneuver. And I thought to myself, whoever the coach is, like whoever gets this kid on the team, they are going to really have to manage this process, almost to the point where I said, I mean to myself. I don't know. I don't know if the, I, I just I don't think I don't think so. I don't know if it's going to work. Yeah, because you he said- needed the dad to every I'm not even kidding you, like six to ten seconds to re to refocus him, to reset him. Oh and my I'm, gosh. I mean, you, I, you're not going to be able to play a football game like that. You know, you know what I mean? Well, I'm sure there's plenty of sports where parents try and it's just not going to work. I know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not to that point with Cal yet. And I don't know when I will be. Um, but yeah, I mean, it has to really take the right program. I what feel did, like. What did you notice about the girl? See, for me, it was more noticing about the parent, the way the dad was just, I felt terrible for the dad. I, he was all over this. I mean, he just, he knew he couldn't let him for one second get, you know, distracted or, or whatever. But then the way he did it, he was like, oh, please don't, you know, don't melt down, you know? Yeah. Um, we were at a restaurant and she was probably about nine or 10 years old and that's the same age as my girls. And she was playing in the rocks like a two or three year old, like, like something Cal would do exactly what Cal would do. And she was laying on the floor and she was looking at her head sideways and examining the rocks and then just playing with the rocks. I mean, she was just focused in her own little world and I, I, I could just see it. And honestly, if if you're in the field of therapies, you can see it because you're around it all the time. Well, I'm around it all the time as a parent, too. And I see kids at drop offs and therapy places. And yeah, well, I mean, you so, can make, and, I mean, you're around it more than the therapy. I mean, you're 24 hours a day. Now, you don't have the specialized training, but you're around it. You yeah. live it. You live it. I live it. And yeah. I think it's fair for me to say that I can spot it. Can you spot everyone? No. Because it's a spectrum and everyone's different. Everyone's different, yeah. But definitely, if she isn't diagnosed, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the moral, you know, it's it's so crazy. Like, like what's the moral code on that? Like, I mean, you can't say anything to, you know. Cause Not to a stranger. No, because maybe they're getting the therapy. And this is just the way that the girl is in public, right? Right, maybe. Yeah, and maybe, you know, and maybe this is like a day where the parents are like, oh, this is... Thank God she's just playing with the rocks. You know, we've had those days with Cal where it's like, oh, thank God he's just. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't know. doing anything like yeah. crazy. And maybe that's maybe that's for the parents like, oh, no, this is good. This is good. This is, you know, this is fine. And she was calm. Yeah. You know, but I've done kids oh, hair boy. before. He awakens. I've done kids hair before where 
I'm like, I wish you would just tell me because it's obvious to me. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't know or, or they're in denial, but I'm just like, holy moly. Like, I mean, my kid, I have to chase his head around and this is torture for him. But now you're making me do it to your own kid and you're not telling me. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's an interesting topic. I mean, we've not, we haven't talked about this, but like, it's almost like you get this this spectrum radar as a parent. And it's funny because I don't think I even told you the other day about this one kid at the football valuations. Did I? Did I mention? You did. You did. Tell oh, okay. Me. I just can't remember. Oh, okay. Uh oh. He pooped. Uh oh. Poop alert. Poop pause. Pause button for poop. All right, so we are back. That is the beauty of a podcast. You can just stop it, and it's like it never even stopped. It's like we didn't go anywhere. You can change a diaper, and nothing ever stopped. Perfect. Incredible. <laughs> so I was talking about like a parent not letting me know about the kids, not the child not liking its haircut and stuff like that. But And I'm like, holy moly, I can see this, and maybe the parent can't because they're in the denial or whatever. But... It, it would just make people feel more comfortable and better understand a situation sometimes if the parent would just let you know. But I guess if you're in denial, then that's not the case. What do you mean? You mean let you know like you're at the restaurant and she has to come tell you? No, no, no. Like in the process of doing someone's hair. Oh, oh. I, you know what I mean? I, my bad. I forgot. We, we had jumped to hair real quick. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought like, you I meant just... like uh, you wanted her to go to the restaurant and tell everybody sitting there that my child. No. I was like, wait, no, that's a little ab- weird. Absolutely not. No, I'm just saying, and for instance, like that kid playing sports, like if the parent would just tell people, it would make people feel a lot more comfortable and understanding. Yo, how- but like you said the other day, that woman is doing a massive disservice to the world of like people just getting diagnosed, the parents, because then those parents are afraid to talk about it. What woman? The woman from the email the other day. Okay. Well, we had. I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, yeah, but I just thought about this that. This is because Melissa pre-coffee set in, so yes. yeah, we got a really, uh, I don't know what, what you want to call it. It was a pretty harsh email about yes. a woman, and she was telling us that we should you know, not do ABA, and we were had a terrible tone about autism and this and that, and you know, we're just a couple of parents, and I guess we're not allowed to have our own perspective with our own truths and our own daily <laughs> occurrences. We have to do it like, uh, what was her name? I, I, Amy? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, that was, that was, well, that was a few episodes ago, so maybe episode 66, 65, whatever, it, it's listed on the title. Yeah. Um, she called us alarmist, or, or she said our content was alarming, alarming. Yes. I always like it when you stand out, you know, be alarming, if you're gonna be alarming, be alarming, it's fine, somebody's gonna take it that way. You know, I was thinking, like, so the social thing, like you seeing this at the restaurant, is one thing, right? Right. Because... Well, you know, the waitress, the bartender, it may cause them some extra, you know, extra patience or, or whatever. It's going to be a different experience, that's for sure. Well, what about, I was thinking about this kid. I don't know what happened to this kid at football. I mean, he's, he's playing. He showed up for the evaluations. He's going to get put on a team. Um, what is the, like, what's the protocol for the coach? So the coach gets him. And let's just say that it's as, it, it goes as the evaluation was. I mean... Literally, this kid, we were trying to do a drill, and he would just kind of run off in a circle. And the dad had to kind of run off to him, like kind of put his hands back, like walk him back and everything like that. The director of this, the coach, you know, this puts them in a very tough spot, yeah. right? Um, the dad was so involved, it was like he just knew 
he just knew that he needed to be like, for instance, if a dad, if the dad can't be there for any of his kids games, I don't know that like what's going to happen, you know, and then so how does that but that's what we're talking about when it goes back to the beginning of this, like fast forward five, six, seven, eight, 10, 15 years where all of these kids who didn't go, uh, who went undiagnosed, who, you know, in a sense, the system failed them um, with, the, you know, the IEP screw ups and all the other things yeah. um, or, or just, you know, diagnosed, but no treatment because there are parents out there that just say, I'm not. No, this is my kid. This is the way the chips fell. And I'm, I'm not there's no treatment interventions. There's no therapy. Yeah. You know, and when I say treatment, I'm not talking about, you know, I, we've gotten messages before about you know, wheeling you into some dark room and putting all of these needles on you. That's not what we're talking about. You know, some of these therapies, Therapies, speech and, you know, all there's a million different things. But, you know, so I wonder, like, what does that do? So, you know, you you look at it at the domino. You've got you've got the child, you've got the dad, but then you have the coach, you have the director, but then you have all the other kids on the team. You know, this is what I'm talking about, like how it how it intersects the rest of everybody else, how it affects so many other people. I know, you know. And like I wonder, I was I was really thinking to myself the other day. So that's me. Let's say I'm the coach because I'm a, I'm actually an assistant coach. We have a head coach. If we get the child, okay, and the child is like it was like, like he was on evaluations. It, do you say something to hey we're, we're having a hard time, you know? Yeah, and that's when the dad should tell you okay. what's going on. So that's one route it could go. Right. Listen, you know this this and that. Which at that point for me would be great because I feel like then he opens the door and maybe maybe that's like asking for a little bit of help. Yeah. Which I'm all about giving. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, look, dude, let's talk. Like, right. I I'm, I'm think I'm right there with you. Let me tell you a little bit about my story. And, you know, so maybe I can like coach your kid on the side, you know, before practice and after practice just to get a few of the basics down. That would be cool. Right. It could go the other way. Where the dad's like, ah, oh, you know, he's just got extra energy. He's really excited to be out here. You know, he's real, you know, whatever. it could be that way. And then you're like, hey, man, let me also tell you my story. You know what I mean? And the, But you don't want to, I don't want to piss him off. I don't want to be like, dude, you know, I don't want him to be like, what are you saying? You know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm just, there's something a little extra here. And I'm just kind of sharing a possible perspective of, I don't know. It, it's so hard. Well, I mean, parenthood, I mean, there's no guidebook for that either, you know? And it's just, we're all learning. Seriously. Yeah. And then you add autism on top of that, and it's like, you know, wild. <laughs> but, like, some people, that just goes back to the denial thing. I mean, maybe that's his f- first kid, only kid. I mean. Uh, yeah, that well, that's a possibility. We don't know. It also could be that he absolutely knows there is a diagnosis, and he's going, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to see if this works. Well, and good I, for him. Absolutely, 100%. But he knew he had to be a part of it. Yeah, he was really a part of it. I mean, I, you know, to the point where one of the other coaches says, man, this dad is in the drill. Like he is, which basically means he was like inside the cones, like actively participating in the drill with his kid. And I said, I said, yeah. And I told the coach, I said, yeah. I said, but I think it's a good thing for what's going on. And he's like, yeah. And I said, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Because I, I was just sort of locked in on what was up. Like, I, I think I was, I think I'm right. Yeah, you could see it. And that's why I said, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Like, had they asked the coach or the dad to step out of the drill, I think that that would have not been good. This was better for what was going on at the time. The problem is, is when the game comes, that's not going to be happening. And that's where I think there's going to be some confusion. 
Um, you know, some people may say, oh, you know, the kid was just having a bad day. This was not a bad day. Actually, believe it or not, the kid was having a lot of fun. I believe this kid was being the kid. Yeah, he felt I mean, and I was really happy for him, to be honest with you. He was out there having fun running around. He was just he was doing his own thing. But, you know, when you do like a like, like a sports league, you know, at this age where you're starting to kind of peel off the kids who aren't interested you're starting to peel off the kids whose you could tell parents were making them be out there. It gets a little more serious, you know, like the kids are learning plays now. Yeah. You know, it's not just like, you know, we've all seen T-ball, right? Right. Where the three-year-olds go out there and when they do hit the ball, all 11 kids run and basically tackle their own teammates for the ball. Right. It's not, nothing's making sense. I know. It's just getting them used to getting out there, wearing a glove, you know, being on a field and stuff. Right. So. Yeah. This is an older age. It's different. Yeah. It's different. And honestly, what, what this is, it's pretty competitive. Very competitive. Um, yeah. Even with the parents, it's competitive. Oh, yeah. And that's why I said this touches all kinds of different, like little venues, little, little arenas, because you're, uh, unfortunately, but not unfortunately, because so many people don't know. I'm just saying it is unfortunate, but you're going to have other parents whose kids are on that team, who are going to be like, what, what is going on here? Like, you're going to have those parents. I see them. They show up. They've had a brutal day at work. They hate their job. You know, they show up. They're just like, they've been sitting in traffic. You know, they hate their boss. They're constantly checking their phone because of their email. They're, you know what I mean? They're pissed. Right. You know, they're going to show up and they're going to just vent. They're going to see this kid and they're just going to be like, what's going on here? Why is he out there? This is, this is ridiculous. You know what I, I just... You can just feel it happening. Well, I'm happy that that dad tried. He's trying hard. And it's nice that he was out there. Yeah. I mean, now I can better understand how far in deep he was, you know, like I said, in the he process. Was, he was in the drill. Like he was in the cones with the other kids. I mean, the coaches usually aren't even in the drill. You're letting the kids do their thing. You're coaching them from the side. It was very different. It was just a different set of circumstances. Um, and it was like that for each station that the kids were going to, to do their evaluation. I just I've been thinking about that guy, and I, I wondered if I'd if I'd see him last night. I didn't. They may have a different practice night, but I'm like, man, I was like, I just wonder, like, how is this going to go down? But I'm going to try to go and, and see one of their practices and just observe. Or maybe he realized then that it's not going to work. I mean, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe. But I'm going to try to see one of the practices and see what's going on. Because I wonder if, as a coach, if I see that that's happening. Do I have some weird, like, obligation? Not as being a coach. I mean, my God, that's nothing like that. But, like, human obligation to go talk to the other coach if it if that's really what's going on and say, hey, man, I just want to, you know, because I know the other coaches, whoever the coach might be. I wonder if I have some obligation to be like, hey, I think you might be dealing with this, 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 and that. You may Be a little patient. Well, yeah, but you also may want to get the dad, bring him in for, like, 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 a quick conversation and be like, ask the dad, hey, how can you help me? Right. You know, so maybe the dad needs some relief. That's the other thing. Like some people look at the special needs and they blame the parents. Like, How can you let your kid act like that? It's like you have no idea what you're talking about. No. You, but they, they do look at it like that. It's the parents that show up and they get out of their cars and they're frustrated. And they've been at work all day and they're like, oh, got to go watch this football game. I wish this thing would end, you know, and they're just frustrated. But then a play happens like their kid and they get mad and they start going crazy or their kid drops the ball and they freak out on their kid, you know. Yeah, I don't know how you feel about this, but like at the airport, they're doing like you can go to this kiosk and get this like lanyard mm-hmm. and it basically just says I have special needs yeah. without saying anything and no one can ask you questions. Um, they're doing similar things like that other places too. Like I saw a woman post on the autism page 
she went to Sky Zone and she told the staff her kid's autistic. So they put like a, a lanyard on her yeah. or a sticker or something. Again, so the staff would know. And then people were really understanding and helpful and everything. And I just feel like there needs to be more of that to make people not feel uncomfortable or to help the situation, more patience. I just think it would help. Well, I, you know, I always say I'll never question the parent. And so if you think that, first off, you've obviously done the work and the research and the therapies to know that your child is autistic. So absolutely, if you're going to take advantage of, of that and, and get a lanyard, I think it's awesome. If you know that's going to help your child, I think it's super. Yeah. I think it's really good. I mean, we've talked before about we have cow that we put in this red wagon at like the baseball field or the football field and stuff. And I have an autism sticker that I was thinking about putting on my car. But then we thought maybe we'll put it on the wagon because people look and they're like, why is this almost five year old in a wagon? Yeah, people look. You can tell. I I see people looking. It's fine. I mean, you know. I don't care anymore. Yeah. But. Well, it's, you know, I can kind of. just question it. Like why, you know. Yeah. Well, it's. My thing with putting the sticker on the wagon was more about because sometimes people will come up to him and talk to him and he'll just look at him and just not respond or he'll look at him and call them a shark. Yes. Like a grandpa shark or a grandma shark, which right. at times has come off very strange to some people. They really like what's going on here. But I think if they saw the thing, you know, yeah, because uh, I think the sticker says, you know, um, Alert! I have autism. I may not respond or something like that. Yeah, so, exactly it, it, it's 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 well said, and it basically is just like, you know, I may not interact with you the way that you think because of my the way I look because I'm five, you know, and and, and look five. I mean, I'm he looks like a five year old, you know. It's, right. it's he's he's at the height and weight of a five year old, and you know he's holding an iPad or holding a snacks or something. So you would go up to him and think, oh, he's five, he talks. Yeah. And then you go up, and you're just probably just not going to get what you think. So. Right. <clears throat> Which selfishly speaking, the one thing I liked about the sticker, I mean, it kind of relieves us as having to explain those times. Yeah, it does. It's almost like, hey man, you know, you read the sticker, you went in to talk, eh, <laughs> you're going to get what you're going to get. And sorry, you might be a 28-year-old uh, new mom of one and your grandma today. You know what yeah, I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. that's happened before. You know what I mean? Right. Some young girl's like, hey, how are you? And he's like, hi, grandma. And they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. So, you know, the sticker kind of, I don't know. The sticker kind of does All that. right. We have good topics today, but I got to go. Good topics. Good. I mean, we, we and, and unplanned. Yes. Unplanned. Completely unplanned. Unplanned, by the way. Um, I do want to mention Aspire Nutrition. We have teamed up with Aspire Nutrition. You can get our link at dailyautism.com. Uh, man, I'm on the daily detox. I am firing out of bed. I am releasing all of these nasty, just oh, disgusting toxins and free radicals that are just roaming all over our bodies. Um, I'm really actually jacked up to be honest because I'm drinking so much more water too. And I was even thinking about too, I was reading on the Aspire thing. Think of the air that we breathe, all of the toxins in the air that we breathe oh, that yeah. never get out of your body. They get in, they get into your cell walls and everything. Um, but they've done these uh, clinical trials and they've shown that taking the daily broccoli sprout extract, um, it's a detox product. It improves social interactions, verbal communications, and decreased abnormal behaviors. So obviously a massive benefit to those uh, with autism, but, but others as well. I mean, 
even myself, I just feel good getting these just nasty toxins out of my body. Um, and Cal continues to have huge success with his BioHeal Pro Plus. These are the, uh, the, the probiotic formulas and nutrients from Aspire Nutrition. Um, I just love saying that he's getting 26 billion colony-forming units. Now, do I know exactly what a colony-forming unit is? No, I'm not a scientist. I know it's a big number, and I know it's really helped his autism tummy. And I do know what 12 different um, strains of probiotics are, and he's getting them in the BioHeal Pro, plus some multivitamins and all the rest of the stuff. So uh, I feel like all day, every day, we're like going to the kitchen, and even the kids, like we're just like, we're amping up on these nutrients, man. Like we're getting this stuff. We are. Our 14-year-old takes all three of them together at night. <laughs> he really does. The probiotic, the, what is it, multivitamin, and the 369. He yeah. loves it. He, he's, he loves it. He's just started this jujitsu kick. So it's really kind of it's really kind of interesting how autism be, becomes a, a family, you know, affair. But it's not just the challenging and critical moments, you know. Uh, I mean, listen, that's a lot of it. You know, they, they've got to deal with that, the other four kids. And we talk about trying to keep life normal for them. But then, like, we get on the Aspire Nutrition Nutrients, and that also now has become a family affair, which is awesome. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's doing the probiotic. Everybody's oh, yeah. doing the multi, you know? So it's like, there are good aspects to this where we all get to enjoy the, the effects of it. So it's pretty cool. Um, so actually, i got to go jump in and get my probiotics right now. Uh, so get the link. You can see the products we're taking at dailyautism.com, and feel free to uh, send us any questions you have on the products that we use. You can also link to our social channels from there. We did some videos of um, the Aspire products, and we've got some other videos of Cal up on our Facebook and Instagram accounts. And you can link to there at dailyautism.com. You ready? Have a good day. All right, let's bolt. <laughs> <laughs>